Welcome to Reverse Ambition, a podcast that features those who take a leap of faith to follow their dreams and passion. My name is Kelsey Cooper, also known as a social broker, and I'm very excited to have today's guest, who is a dynamic, hardworking entrepreneur in the accounting field. She has been practicing accounting for over 13 years. She's an Ernst & Young alumni who worked in the High Net Worth Private Client Service Group. She's the owner of Tax Collective, a one-stop shop tax and accounting firm whose mission is to ensure everyone from a part-time entrepreneur to a full-time small business owner are properly informed and empowered to make solid strategic financial decisions that enables them to not only sustain their business, but to also scale it. Please welcome Miss Dora Bell. What's up, Dora? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. Today's like it's holiday time, so it's a slow day, kind of. Oh, slow. okay. <laughs> if so. that even exists. Slow day, I know. You're an entrepreneur. There's <laughs> no such thing as slow days, right? <laughs> yeah, no day is actually the same. Um, well, I appreciate you taking the time out to have a you know conversation with me, you know, to share your journey. And what I usually do with my guests, I said, you know, walk me through your journey by where you from, where you went to school, where you majored in, and stuff like that. Sounds like a plan? Yeah. All right, cool. I'll... Um All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. Um, so I'm from Brooklyn. I was born in Brooklyn, but I was actually raised in Long Island. Um, and I went to school in New York. I left New York for probably... Where did you go to school? St. John's. Okay. Um, yeah, I did one semester at Clark, um, but then I came back because I missed New York so much. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of crazy now looking back that I really never left. Um, mm-hmm. But I love it here, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went to school um, at St. John's. And then right after St. John's, I started working for Ernst Young. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I interned at the New York State Department of Taxation and Finance. Mm-hmm. So pretty much like all my, all of my college career, I was sort of grooming myself mm-hmm. to learn individual taxes and to be an expert in the industry. Okay. How was your experience at Ernst Young? Um, you know, what did you do there? He said you were accounting for 13 years. Did you spend most of the time at Ernst No. So I spent five years at Ernst Young. Um, I was in the private client services group, which basically is the high net worth individual group. So mm-hmm. my clients were the hedge fund owners and private equity, uh, private equity fund earners um, in New York State. Or mm-hmm. I guess actually not just New York State because they have houses everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were based out of New York because we were in the New York office. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also was in their state and local tax group. Okay. Because you can't actually know, you can't actually call yourself an expert and not be able to understand uh, state law because state law is different from mm-hmm. federal law. Okay. Um, so yeah. Was it a lot of hours? How was you know, your experience there in terms of work-life balance? Um, that, there's no such thing. <laughs> um, I, def- I worked probably 80-hour weeks. 
or maybe a slow week with 60 hour weeks. Wow. Um, I did that. Tax season is all year round. It's actually not January through April. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, there are rolling deadlines all throughout the year, depending on the type of entity. Mm-hmm. Uh, the busiest time of year actually is the summertime. Oh, wow. And that, yeah, June and July, July being mm-hmm. worse, mm-hmm. is the worst month of the year when we're in the office till 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning sometimes. Um, just trying to make sure that the partners are actually filing their estimated quarterly taxes on time. Right. Why is um, it? Why is but, it? Why is it summertime the busiest? You know, time of the year for you. You know, at Ernstine for taxes. Period. So when you file a tax return, um, the deadline is April fifteenth. But some oh. people file ex- extensions. Oh, okay. And when they file an extension, they are extending their time to file for six months. Mm-hmm. But in between that six months, the reason why they're extending uh, their time to file, what's happening is the partnerships and the investments that they're invested in, those funds have actually not, they have not finalized their tax returns yet. Mm. So in the summer, that is actually when they're finalizing numbers from 2000. So in June 2020, they are finalizing the numbers from January through December 2019. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. So basically, yeah. everyone has to make sure their numbers are finalized, everything is coming, make sure whatever they're going to report, it's actually what it is. Um, yeah, because in the beginning, estimates are given in order for them to just get the number that they, in order, because you're only extending your time to file, not extending your time to pay. Right. So you did a um, lot of, so you did a lot of hours uh, at Ernst Young, 80 hour days. Did you get burned out at all or is it something that you were just billed for? <laughs> no, it's definitely burnt out um it was funny is that i was or not funny i was miserable um and i was mean why and why? I wasn't, why were you miserable <laughs> i mean only thing i did was work and i was in my 20s now i look at people in their 20s and i'm like wow i never i didn't do any of those things uh-huh. in my 20s i just went to work and i came home right um but i knew that I knew that that life wasn't a life that I could really sustain and actually be happy. Mm-hmm. I was missing out on like, I was missing out on friend events. I was missing out on family events. Um, and when, I mean, of course you're allowed to take your time, but it is shamed upon mm-hmm. when you're asking for time off during busy times of the year, mm-hmm. but it's always busy. So it's never really a good time to actually take off. Right. It was just, it's just, I mean, I think that it's just that's just the game of corporate America, and I think that that's why I never actually could fit in. That's why I never, I mean, I, I always knew that I would never end up retiring there. All right. So, what led you to, like, you know, I'm out? <laughs> what was the final straw for you? Uh, the final straw was I was in, I was actually picked to go to India. Uh, and manage the team out there. Mm-hmm. And I was there for a month. Um, and while I was there, I worked the New York shift and the India shift. Wow. Which means that I was up about 18 hours a day. 
mm. in the office at least 16 of those hours. Wow. Um, and when I came back, I just sort of like, I mean, even being in India, honestly, it was like life changing just to see the people there mm-hmm. that they don't really have a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're still so grateful and still just happy mm-hmm. because of the people that they have in their life. Right. Um, and I came back and I just, I just looked around. Everything was different coming back from India. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't need, I mean, even before that, I've never been a person that felt like I needed money to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely after leaving India, um, that and no longer money wasn't the goal anymore. It was just finding like finding peace and mm-hmm. finding happiness. And so when I got back from India, I thought about, is there anyone in this group that I actually want to be like? Mm-hmm. Because I think that if you don't have, if there's not a mentor in your group mm-hmm. that you could actually see your life um, mm-hmm. as theirs, then there's no inspiration. If you can't see it, if you can't imagine it, then you actually won't never be able to execute it. Right. Um, and I couldn't, I couldn't imagine myself in anyone's, in any of my boss's shoes. I thought that their lives was just as miserable as mine because they were actually in the office just as much as we were in the office. Wow. Um, and I quit around, I think it was like February no, actually, my last day was February 15th. I remember because it was around Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. The last day was February 15th. And it was funny because um, all my friends thought I was crazy because I quit without a job. I was going to say, did you have anything lined up? <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. But I've always done accounting on the side. And it was tax season, so I knew I would have. And I had a lot of money saved up. It was something that I had been planning to do mentally, but just never had the guts to do it. Mm-hmm. Um and I quit, and then a week later, actually got a job at Morgan Stanley as oh, the wow. director. Yeah, uh-huh. it was it was it was crazy that I just think that um, you know you may have a plan, but God's plan is greater. Right. Um, so I was I was hired at Morgan Stanley to be the director of tax uh, digital strategies, mm-hmm. and I did that for a year. And it was interesting because at the bank, you actually, you know, you leave at five o'clock. So Mm -hmm. I had a work-life balance, but I actually started to miss the rush of tax season. Did you? Um, Yeah. You were like, you were bored now? (laughs) You were burnt out before, and now you're like, I'm bored. (laughs) Yeah, I was was bored. And so I, I mean, I, after a year, saved up more money. Uh, this time I had a bonus coming in. As soon as I got my bonus from the bank, I left. Wow. Um, and I did it again. I quit without a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I just sort of tried to figure it out, like just took some months off just to think about what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and then as soon as tax season rolled back around, I, I, um, I started Tax Collective. Right. And... I had already I already had clients because I was already working with clients since I was in college. But oh, okay. So you already had these clients on the side while you were working your full time. Yeah, like I I probably had around fifteen clients while I was at while I was working, and then by the time I quit, maybe I had 
I mean, by the time I started tax collectives, maybe I had 20. I didn't, I didn't have a lot of clients, but I knew that I could get clients if I put myself out there. Mm-hmm. And I knew that there's all sorts of, I mean, no matter what your trade is, there's all, all sorts of ways for you to figure out how to get money. Right. I think that like, I think that there's two kinds of people in this world. I think that you are either a person that you let things happen to you or you're a person that you make things happen for you. And I've never, ever been the kind of person to just like sit around and, and wait for things to come to me. Mm-hmm. And so when I had decided to like actually really 100% go full-fledged on tax collective, um, I, I, I mean, I really almost like knocking door to door, like knocking door to door. (laughs) What does that look like? Except, except, I guess, except via internet. Like, I would actually, I would just, I applied to so many different places. Um, and, but I applied, okay, so this is what I would do actually. I would go on Indeed and I would look to see if they were hiring for an accountant. Mm-hmm. And then if they were, I would apply as if I'm applying for the job. Then I would get the interview mm-hmm. and I would explain to them that, hey, I can do this for you for 30% of the full-time salary what? that you're offering this person. What? But I That's can't gangsta. Actually... <laughs> I mean, it worked. It actually worked. Um, I got, I had probably had like four contracts, four huge contracts in the beginning. Um, and it was enough to sustain my life. I was making, um, well over six figures and then, and then, so I was able to travel and do both. Wow. Um, Yeah, it was great. I thought that. How did you come up with the idea of like, you know, going to Indeed and, (laughs) Uh, basically apply for a job and then turn them into clients. That's, that's gangster. I mean, I think that like, I just, I really, in my head, it was, I don't have a choice and I need to figure out a way to make, I need to make a way Mm. because I knew I didn't want to go back to corporate America. Mm -hmm. That was your motivation, right? Figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. So just figure it out. Um, And then I just started, I just, I'm always like looking up random things on the internet. Um, And so I had, there was even one contract that I got because I was applying for a grant and it was a board of all women. And they absolutely loved me so much that they said that they actually, um, they introduced me to one of their husbands who owned an accounting firm. Wow. And then he, he became a client of mine. And then I was doing work with him during tax season, helping him out with his clients, which that was a great experience because it was a, it was a mid-sized firm. So very similar to Ernst Young mm-hmm. um, and, and very similar clientele as Ernst Young. But mm-hmm. the problem or what happened to me actually was, sounds great, like, wow, like, you know, able to negotiate these types of contracts. But what actually ended up happening was, the teams at the firm started to get jealous because I was the only one that had this working situation. And here I am, this black girl, Mm. black woman walking in and I don't have my CPA yet. Some of them did have their CPA, but I'm smart. Right. And I actually know how to um, explain this backwards in front. Mm -hmm. Um, And the team 
started to get jealous and any little thing that I, any little mistake that I made, it was a bigger issue. Mm -hmm. Um, and eventually I couldn't, eventually I, I was still really young and, and I mean, I was only one year in, of, I was actually still in my first year of owning my business mm -hmm. and there was just a lot of trials and tribulations that even, you know, even today there's still new ones, but, um, I couldn't actually handle the capacity of all the work that I had. I had too much work and wow. I was actually start starting to slack off on contracts. Wow. Um, How did you manage that? How did you manage that? You know, in terms of having too much work, that's like a entrepreneurial dream. <laughs> did you like get, you know, did you get anyone to help you or how? Yeah. How did that go? So eventually so eventually I had to start hiring people. So now Tax Collective is actually, I have two assistants mm -hmm. um, who help me. And um, I have changed them out every, well, at least the who I worked with last year, I don't work with this mm -hmm. year. Um, but I think that's because accounting is not like an easy, it's not an easy job. Like it's not a fun job. You're looking at numbers all day. It can get very mundane. It can, it can sometimes be all admin in one day. Right. Um, and, and really like the good stuff or the juicy stuff of like the planning and the strategy happens in the beginning, happens in the middle of the year, not during tax season. Um, so I've had an issue with just like, how do I, how do I source the right type of people? Um, how do you, how do you go about finding, you know, the right type of people? Well, Right now, I just actually just put out um, ads on Indeed, but a colleague of mine actually just gave me an idea to go back to my alma mater mm -hmm. and ask them if um, ask them if I can actually qualify for interns to get credit mm -hmm. to work with me during the during the semester. Right, it's a great idea, actually. Yeah, so I'm working on that. Um, and once, I mean, once I, once I'm able to do that, I know I'll be able to actually get someone who, who's in it for the long haul, mm -hmm. because I want to teach someone everything that I know. I want to share this knowledge. Like, I think that even the employees that I work with right now, I don't, I'm not saying, to, I'm actually encouraging them to get clients mm -hmm. and telling them that these clients, you will build your own book of business. Um, and of course, like, you know, I'll take a percentage from it, but this is going to be, you're going to make a lot more money by building clients than you are by the hourly rate that I'm paying you. Right. Um, and I'm teaching them. And I finally actually have like a really good team. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's going to be like a really good tax season. Right. So other than having like too much business, what other obstacles have you faced you know, in terms of starting your business and growing your business and so forth? Well, I mean, what ended up happening from having too much business, I lost all of it. What? Um, yeah, I lost all of it. And I had to start basically from scratch. Mm -hmm. How did that happen, um, actually? You know, people... It, I just couldn't manage it. Um, I couldn't manage it anymore and I had to let it go. Mm -hmm. uh, and then... I started from scratch and I I was just able to just reassess everything that I was doing and just figure out how to do it better. 
Mm. And I mean, I'm still doing that. I'm constantly trying to figure out ways to do that. Um, but I think like the most important thing for me is just making sure that my calendar is up to date. Mm -hmm. So right now I have 144 clients. What? Um, and this is from starting over. <laughs> yeah. From starting over. But what I do now, I do mostly audit. Okay. Um, I actually don't work on a lot of tax compliance, only when it's tax season, January mm -hmm. through April. Mm -hmm. But a lot of, and, it's, and a lot of my clients are small businesses. So they're not the refund client. They're the ones that they actually have to make payments during the year. Okay. Um, and we're strategizing about uh, different like tax planning, um, tax planning retirement strategies during the year. We're not it's not compliant. So I, the clients now, or most of my clients, they are revolving because they're audited. So mm -hmm. as soon as they're done, they're not my client anymore. Right. How did you, uh, when you started over, how did you find your clients? Did you go about the same way or? Yeah, actually it was the same. I did the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I think I, I mean, honestly, I just think I'm, I think it, it was, Part of it is luck. Mm -hmm. I think I was really lucky. But you create your own luck. Clearly, I mean, sounds like it. Yeah, I definitely worked really hard to make sure that I can afford to sustain my lifestyle. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. So you said, um, you know, while you was in corporate America, you were getting burnt out. You didn't love it. Now that you have your own business, you have one hundred and forty-four clients. How is that? compared to the corporate America life um, in terms of lifestyle? Um, hmm. If I compare it to friends of mine that are still in it, um, I mean, I have the freedom to decide tomorrow that I want to go to L.A. just mm -hmm. because I want warmer weather. Mm -hmm. Um and I think that having having that freedom has actually enabled my mind to just be able to think broader mm -hmm. because I don't put myself in a box anymore. I, I can really do whatever I want to do. Like last year I traveled through, last summer I traveled through Europe. Wow. And um, I used to rent space and we work. And so WeWork is global. So when I was in Barcelona, I visited the WeWork Barcelona office. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there and I was on a call with a client. And it's not very hard to figure out that I'm an accountant once you start hearing what I'm asking, the questions that I'm asking. Mm -hmm. And someone in the office came over to me and they're like, oh, my God, are you an accountant? I've been looking for an accountant. Um, I make children apps. Um, could you help me? Mm -hmm. And... I'm like, yeah, sure. What are you, is your company U.S.-based? And then he's like, no, my company is based in Spain. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and that was even interesting because that could have, or it still is, another lane that I had never even thought about. Mm -hmm. um, just learning international, uh, international law. Mm -hmm. um, and, and he explained, to me the ins and outs of like how it works for an accountant in Spain mm -hmm. and how it's it's even it's even more harder to find an accountant in Spain um, and how there's a bigger need there but 
I mean, I don't speak Spanish and right. Right. Um, but it is something that I've that I've thought about. Of course, I need first. I need to. I need more clients. Then I actually need uh, more money, and then I need more staff. <laughs> right. Right. Which comes first, more client, the money, or the staff? <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think like what I mean. You asked me like what are like some other like trials and tribulations that I go through. Right. Um. I mean, it sounds great that I have the, all of these clients, but I still worry every single day that I'm not going to be an entrepreneur tomorrow mm. because anything can happen. Um, and be, after losing all of those clients, like it is very real and it can, it happens so fast. It's everything caught up to me so fast that mm-hmm. I, after it was all said and done, I, I didn't even know like, wow, I was really falling behind and not realizing like being able to scale your business you have to do that when you're not busy you can't actually hire people when you're busy right um you have to actually be able to anticipate the volume of the work before it even happens to Mm -hmm. plan for it and that was something that i would have never learned um, until i went through it right um but i mean i think honestly i think the biggest trial is am I going to be an entrepreneur next month? Am I going to be one next year? Mm. Um, and just making sure that I'm putting in the work that I have to, to stay afloat with my competition. Because mm-hmm. now Who's my the competition? competition is not, my competition is I, or the next level for me is to actually rent out a brick and mortar space. Oh, wow. Um, and so my competition are those firms that you see that have like those neon green tax signs like mm. they just pop up they're only open during tax season yeah um i've always like i've, I've never ever want a firm like that like mm-hmm. i don't i don't want to be like a fly by night type of company like i want to be a staple in the community that they know that i am here uh, to help them right and so that's what i'm working on right now is actually um budgeting out where I can actually afford a place. Um, and if that is going to happen tax season this year or upcoming, or is that going to happen next year in 2021? Mm-hmm. Where would you like to, you know, open up shop, you know, your brick and mortar? Uh, definitely somewhere in Brooklyn. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just such a, it's like it's home for me. So it's just so familiar. Mm-hmm. I would be doing myself a disservice like to go into another neighborhood that I'm not exactly sure about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am open to any area. Um, and Brooklyn's real estate is actually pretty interesting. Like it's not high across the board. It really does depend on where you are mm-hmm. and how those businesses in the area are doing. Right. So you, you say you're scaling, right? Um, scaling employees and scaling in terms of business. How do you, in terms of five years from now, you say you, you've you been doing this for two years. You've been having your own business for two years, right? Yeah, so officially two years. Five years from now, how do you, what do you see yourself? What do you see your business? Um, how do you see life? Um, hmm, five years from now, I definitely see myself having a brick and mortar. 
Um, I actually am working on a few things right now with the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, the city actually has a lot of programming for tax incentives um, where, for instance, if you make underneath $50,000 a year, the um, the state will actually pay for you to get your taxes done for free. Mm. Um, and how that works is they give out this contract to different firms all over New York City. And if you are granted um, the grant, then you then they will pay you for the tax return that you do for these taxpayers for free. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm working on that. I'm very close to getting it. Um, but in five years, I definitely anticipate having that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and with that type of contract, I think that that automatically ties in that I am a staple in the community because I'm here to actually help. Right. And they know that I'm there to help because I'm doing things for free. Right, right. Um, I also want to work on, like right now, um, with the Instagram post, I last year I had I posted one video. It was an animation video of uh, a little black girl accountant um, just giving advice and giving you rules, but rules in less than 60 seconds. And mm-hmm. so I've been working on that. Um, so in five years, I mean, I hope that's even bigger. Right. Uh, but for me, what I or what or what that vision is is to have a Sesame Street of taxes. Okay, that's dope. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's um, that's what I. I hope in five years that is exactly what I have. Right. How do you see yourself living? Large, traveling. Um. Well, I'll definitely see you in Brooklyn, but you know, how's quality of life for you in five years? Will you be still scaling or will you be still like, you know what, I'm good right now and I'm just let it flow, flow, you know, take it, go where it takes me? Um, well, I think that, so I, I think that I'll have a brick and mortar within the next two years. Mm-hmm. And I really want to find the staff that I can develop into like just being confident enough to do this on their own and not need me there. Right. Um, so that I can go out and get new business. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to be, I want to work. I do want a brick and mortar, um, but I want that for the, like, I want that, I want to build a staff for that. Mm-hmm. And where I see myself, um, I want to start writing. I want to do more of that. Um you say you want to start right well you're going to be writing like tax stuff or just writing in general like life journal uh, no yeah like tax stuff i actually want to like the goal is to like actually get an article um in forbes and start right and start being a contributor for forbes oh, that's what's up. or even one of our like even one of our black magazines like the griot mm-hmm. um i would love to be a contributor for them uh, but in the next five years, I absolutely, I think that that's where, that is, that is the goal of posting every Monday. It, it is to eventually grow this into a blog. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a blog where I have a bigger platform and um, they actually want me to post on their platform or publish on their platform. Um, 
so I guess in the five, I guess the next five years where I see myself is still growing, still scaling, um, but actually having, actually already have made at least four or five versions of, of me mm-hmm. um, so that I can confidently go out and get more business. Right. Um, I'm currently working right now. So right now I'm an enrolled agent um, and an enrolled agent can do everything that a CPA can do. Mm-hmm. Um, I can represent you in court. I had to take exams, state exams, in order to get my license. Mm-hmm. Um, the only reason um, why it's not, or the only reason I think that it's not as respected is because the fees to be a CPA are more higher. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, of course, we're going to push for you to be, um, for, it, it's, of course, we're going to push for you to be a CPA so that the state gets more income. Right. Um, but... I do see it as like a necessary evil. So in the next five years, I absolutely plan on having that uh, in order to move myself into the space of like serving on board mm-hmm. um, and being a resource in that way. Okay. Um, I want to like, I mean, I just want in the next five years to have, to be able to work smarter and not harder. Mm. Really. That's, that's very important as an entrepreneur, especially if you're trying to scale and grow and also have a quality of life, work-life balance. Yeah. All right. Um. So I'm winding down the questions because I know we've been chopping up a little bit. For someone that was in your shoes, or at Ernst and Young or J.P. Morgan, what would you tell them? For who you know, someone who is frustrated like you are, you know, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? Hmm. I would tell them that in the beginning, they're going to pull you into a lot of different groups. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you to be in charge of your career Mm -hmm. and make sure that you actually speak up for yourself. When, Because what happens in the firms, uh, when your group, you're always assigned to one group, but when your group is not as busy, you get rotated out and transferred to another group so that you always stay utilized. Mm-hmm. Um, utilization is like extremely important right. in the accounting world because you got to make sure you have billing hours, billable hours in order for EY to actually get paid. So um, I would say to just like, you know, when you're having those meetings with your counselor, um, just be direct right. and actually um, even if you're not sure of the group that you want to be in, but you're like, you know, I really want to get, I really want to give this transfer tax thing a try, mm-hmm. give it a try, give it a real try. And then just be able to check that off your list and move on to the next thing. But don't allow the firm to tell you what you should be doing mm-hmm. because you're absolutely, it's so easy to just end up as a number. Mm. Um, that's dope. Yeah, I mean, I think that, yeah, I think, like, just, just as long as you're direct, especially accountants, it's just, it's not a personality trait of an accountant. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you do win if you know how to speak up for yourself. Right. Now, for someone, so yeah, that's the for someone who's starting your business, what is the biggest skill set you, you think is needed in order to do so successfully? And, uh, you know, so, so if someone's listening to you right now, listen to your journey, what is the biggest skill set that you think is invaluable 
for them to successfully start their business? Um, I mean, honestly, I guess I know this sounds like so um, cliche, mm -hmm. but it really is your mindset. Mm. Like you really do have to be able to leave yesterday behind mm. and focus on today mm -hmm. and don't think about tomorrow because there's a lot going on today. Mm -hmm. um, and just like, just stay positive. And it's, it's not easy to stay positive, especially, I mean, you most likely, or I have a lot of clients and that they, you know, they, they quit their big job, their big corporate job, and now they're um, now they're on their own. And you start to see your friends around you that are at these corporate jobs. You'll start to see them um, get bonuses, get promotions. Now they're making three times as much as you're making, but don't let that deter you from your dream because your path is not going to be their path. Your path is not going to be a steady increase of 10% every year. Mm -hmm. Your path could be a, you could double your income in, in three months. It only takes one client. Mm -hmm. um, it only takes the right client to see your work. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think just like, just be positive and just keep going. Don't stop. Awesome. Well, I think this is a good way to end our conversation. How can, you know, tax season is coming up. Well, tax season is all year. So how can people find you? Uh, you have a website, uh, social media? Yes. So I have a website. Um, you can go to www.taxcollective.com um, or my Instagram, which is my name, um, underscore Dora Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, I'm pretty accessible. Like, you can DM me. I, I really don't. I try not to have like any like rigid rigid standards. I think that everyone works differently, mm -hmm. um, and I have to be able to accommodate other people's needs. So, um, any method of communication is fine. Just send me an email, send me a quick note, tell me what you need help with, and we'll figure out some time to go over it. Awesome. Well, Dora, thank you. Um, I really enjoyed hearing your journey. I'm really excited for you know, where you are right now. And I'm excited for what you're going to be in the future. You clearly are going to be doing big things based on our conversation and based on what you've done so far. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited too. But thank you so much for like inviting me onto your podcast. This is really cool. I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you for coming on and sharing so many gems. So thanks again. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you all for tuning in to Reverse Ambition Podcast. It is really a pleasure sharing these amazing journeys with you. It may take some time for you to find your purpose and realize your dreams or for your purpose and dreams to find you. When it happens, don't be afraid to pursue them. Be more afraid if you don't. Trust God. Trust your journey. And most important, trust yourself and it will all work out. Until next time, I am Kelsey Cooper, The Social Broker. Thanks again for listening.